listen, I'm not going to tell you about a product unless it's something I love and I use it on a daily basis. And what I'm about to tell you about is one of those. Over the years, I've packed on quite a few pounds from having babies, stress, eating for comfort, and now as a 51-year-old woman, hormones are not on my side at all. I had been seeing people on social media talking about Obvi. They were talking about how much weight they've lost and how they feel so much better. They had nothing but good things to say about it. Of course, I was skeptical, but you know what? I gave in and I gave it a try. And boy, am I glad that I did. Over the past five weeks since I started using it, I've lost 22 pounds. I haven't tried every single product that they have, but I have to say my favorite is the Collagenic Burn. Two capsules at breakfast, another two at lunch, and I have energy for the entire day. And it's not that jittery energy and there's no crash when it's done doing its magic. And you know, you experience that with a lot of products out there. Plus, my hair and nails are growing like crazy and my achy joints feel better each day. Your results may not be exactly the same as mine, but I encourage you to give it a try. Now, all you have to do is click the link in the episode description for my Avi, and then you can save 15% by using the promo code MYSTERYM. Good evening and welcome to What the Friday. We've got the first work week of the new year under our belts. The first weekend of 2023 is right here at us. And we've entered the month, which seems to be the longest month of the year. Or at least it seems that way. Anyway, the other day while I was watching Jack's while they were still out of school, Unsolved Mysteries was on the TV. And one particular story caught my interest. Well, I mean, really, all of them are interesting. But this one thought, it just made me think it would be like an excellent episode. And it was about a psychic. Her name was Nancy Meyer who has helped solve many, many missing persons and murder cases. In fact, she's so correct with her information that it's she has like a 90% success rate. And like I said, you know, you thought this type of psychic would make for an excellent episode. And that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight on What the Friday. The case that Miss Meyer was helping with on that episode of Unsolved Mysteries was the missing persons case of Jennifer Odom. On the Unsolved Mysteries wiki page, it says that she has worked with different law enforcement agencies around the country for over two decades and she has a success rate of being correct over 80% of the time. Now, the first case she helped with involved a serial rapist. And of course, police were skeptic at first, but soon their doubts were erased. She visited the home of the first victim of that serial rapist and was able to help police develop a more accurate composite drawing of the suspect. As they were leaving, that victim grabbed Nancy's hand, and at that moment, Nancy was able to see the assault taking place and even saw the suspect's face. After they left the house, Nancy went into this trance-like state 
and she ran down the street. According to that website, this happened every time they left a victim's house. And each time, she would end up at the same street corner, but she couldn't come up with a house number. Authorities later took Nancy to where one of the assaults had actually taken place at, and she was able to just like hone in on this telephone that was there. Well, this joggled the victim's memory, and she recalled that the suspect had used the telephone and a phone book, and the FBI was actually able to get fingerprints from those two objects. After that, she went back to the street corner and realized that she needed to go further down that street. She finally located the house that her senses were leading her to, so authorities questioned the people who owned that home, and they gave the name of a man who had been renovating that house. They found out that that man was actually in jail, but he was on a work release. And this man's description matched Nancy's description, and after checking his fingerprints, they matched the ones that were found on the phone in the phone book. Well, long story short, six of the victims were able to positively identify that man as the one who had assaulted them. So he was charged, convicted, and sentenced to 150 years in prison. Now this case that I talked about at the beginning about Jennifer Odom, it took place in Florida. And Jennifer was a 12-year-old girl who went missing in the winter of 1993 after getting off the school bus. Nancy wasn't brought into the case until about a year and a half after Jennifer's body had actually been found. She was never shown any crime scene photos, but she was able to visualize two killers in great detail. The following day, Nancy visited the bus stop that Jennifer had gone missing at. Nancy was able to tell authorities that the killers had parked at a particular place when she pointed out, which she pointed out, and she went on to tell them that they asked Jennifer for directions. So I'm guessing they called her, called Jennifer over to the car where they had parked and asked her for directions and I guess they drug her into a car. But y'all, as much information as Nancy was able to get to give to police, that case is still unsolved. Well, Nancy Meyer isn't the only psychic that has provided information to authorities to help solve cases. In the summer of 1987, Andre Daigle disappeared after having drinks and dinner with his friends in the New Orleans area. Andre's sister, Elise, who lived in Southern California, decided that she would consult a psychic for help, and the psychic that she enlisted was Rosemarie Kerr. At that time, authorities didn't believe that foul play was involved, but Rosemarie believed otherwise because she was actually able to touch a picture of Andre and sense that he was deceased. She even told authorities that she believed his body was in a nearby swamp, and she was correct. This gave the investigators a major break in their case, and soon they were able to track down two men who had admitted or would admit to killing Andre for sport. Rosemarie passed away in 2015, but she was the very first psychic to ever be placed on the witness stand in a murder trial. Going back a little further in time to the fall of 1982, a psychic named Nancy Weber was called on by the Morristown, New Jersey police when they needed help solving the murder of 18-year-old Amy Hoffman. Amy had left from her job at the mall but never left the parking lot. 
her car was actually found in the mall's parking lot with the driver door open with no leads that's when authorities brought in Weber she had already had mental images of Amy's body and the assault that had led to her death with the information she gave them police were led to a man named James Kodatish and I'm not sure that I pronounced that right but they soon learned that he was also responsible for the death of 25 year old Deidre O'Brien and he was found guilty and sentenced to death that sentence was later commuted to life in prison. And those were not his first murders, though. Previously, he had been convicted of second-degree murder in Florida for the murder of his roommate and given a 15-year sentence. And while he was in jail for that, he was also accused of killing another inmate. But that one was ruled as self-defense. But he is still serving his sentence for the murders of Hoffman and O'Brien. In December of 1974, a man named John DeMars disappeared while on a commuter train in New Jersey. And that man was 30 years old. He was happily married and he had two children. So when he didn't get off the train when it, you know, got to its destination in Nutley, New Jersey, it raised some red flags. Police investigated the possibilities of foul play and him voluntarily running away they hit dead ends on all of that so they enlisted the help of a psychic named Dorothy Allison she told investigators that she saw DeMars falling off the train and drowning but she couldn't say exactly where it had happened she also mentioned that she had seen a bow and arrow and the numbers 222 two, two. well that sounded pretty far-fetched and even to me it, it does sound kind of crazy but when DeMar's body was found two months later it all made perfect sense and it seems that a father and son were out practicing archery along the Passaic River and they found his body when one of their arrows landed near it apparently the conductor had made an unplanned stop on a bridge over the Passaic River while DeMar's had been on the train asleep well, apparently he woke up, he was all groggy, and in his confusion, he thought the train was at his destination. So he stepped off of the train, over the bridge, and into the water below where he drowned. And I have to say, that's probably the weirdest death I've heard of in a while, but I just can't keep think stop thinking ever since I read that about how he probably didn't even know what had even happened to him, because he was so groggy from being asleep. Well, two years after that, that same psychic, Dorothy Allison, she was called on by the parents of a missing 14-year-old girl. In May of 1976, Susan Jacobson left her home on Staten Island and headed for a part-time job at an ice cream parlor, but she never came home from that job. The police chalked it up to her running away with her boyfriend. Her parents weren't buying that, and that's when they contacted Miss Allison. When Allison met with the Jacobsons, she had a vision that was quite disturbing. She saw Susan being strangled by her boyfriend and was able to give several clues about where her body could be found. Those clues were an abandoned car, the smell of fuel oil, two smokestacks, and the letters M-A-R that was written in red spray paint. Authorities were unwilling to check out those clues, though, but Allison's dad did his own investigating 
and was able to find the spray painted letters at an abandoned World War One shipyard. Not only did he find those letters, but he also found the abandoned car and the smokestacks. It took two years, but Susan's body was found there hidden by two oil drums. Evidence there at the crime scene pointed to Susan's boyfriend, Dempsey Hawkins, who had deported or who was deported back to England and sentenced to 22 years in prison. In 2002, two girls named Holly Wells and Jessica Chapman disappeared from a family cookout in Soham, England. Both girls were only 10 years old. Family members called on psychic Dennis McKenzie for help, but what he saw wasn't exactly what they wanted to hear. Not only did McKenzie say that the girls were deceased, but he was able to give authorities a detailed description of a man and woman that were involved. Mackenzie's vision was proven to be true. The girls' bodies were located in a five-foot-deep irrigation ditch just over 10 miles from where they had disappeared from. They had been burned and were in advanced stages of decomposition. Arrested and charged in the case was N. Huntley and Maxine Carr. Huntley was charged with two counts of murder, to which he pleaded not guilty. Carr was charged with two counts of assisting an offender and one count of perverting the course of justice. After four days of deliberations, Huntley was found guilty by the jury and sentenced to life in prison. Carr was found not guilty of assisting an offender, but she was found guilty of perverting the course of justice and sentenced to three and a half years. Such a senseless killing and I'm thinking of looking further into it for a future episode um because I really didn't get a whole lot of details on that one now this same psychic Dennis McKenzie also solved the disappearance of 17 year old Richard Kelly in Limerick Ireland after Richard's mother contacted him in this case McKenzie visualized the murder weapon being a concrete slab and he saw the um a bridge and the words Brigid and Bodike. Richard's body was found in a lake named Loch Brigid, which is located near Bodike, which is in County Clare there in Ireland. And get this, a concrete slab had been tied to each of his legs. Now, one thought that has crossed my mind, since the police tend to be skeptical when it comes to psychics, is how did these psychics not end up looking like a suspect themselves? I mean, they have so much information about what's happened with the case they're working on. Well, you know what? I found that sometimes those psychics do become a suspect. This actually happened with a psychic named Etta Smith. Smith had visions about a woman named Melanie Uribe, who had disappeared. And the visions that Smith had was so powerful that she decided to go looking for Uribe's body herself. And she actually found it. Then she found herself under arrest and being charged with murder. But the good news is, is that she was later released when the actual murderer confessed. And guess that was one thing that she just didn't see coming. Well, y'all, that's all I have for tonight. Be sure to come back on Monday night for a new episode of Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem. Good night.